The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. God bless you for tuning in. Hello, this is Christina Sasso of Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God International, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. Just got back from the Philippines with Joshua and Divina, and thank you for uh, sending me there, especially the partners and members of Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. And to you, Some of our listeners have sent us there, and you know who you are, and uh, take a listen. You have seats on the ground. While in the Philippines, we stayed at eight different hotels from one island to the other. We covered four major different areas in the Philippines. So out of that three weeks, we held two prophetic conferences, two leadership trainings, one business training One Miracle Crusade, preached on a Sunday service, and met with four different groups in one province. And Joshua held one film-making workshop in General Santos City. And I prophesied to hundreds of people, most pastors, and laid hands on hundreds and hundreds more of people. And this has been, so far, the most challenging of all the mission trips I have ever been into since 1989. It didn't look that way, because God always makes things look easier. And nothing is showing as far as how tired I was, because God sustained me. So much was at stake in that country and God's people. And I had to follow the instruction from the Lord to the letter. And this is important because the seed that was sowed in that country is our seed and our harvest in the near future, not just for our loved ones, but it is a seed for our great state and for United States of America. So therefore, I release prophecies to the pastors and ministers in three different provinces, and it is an awesome thing. It changed my life, and everybody is at awe, and at the same time, it is a um, training for a lot of uh, ministers there who never laid hands on people before, so I'm going to touch that more later. In Matthew chapter 9, Verses 35 through 37 says, Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 through 37. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. We did that. Verse 36. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. 
Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. This is also in Luke chapter 10, verse 2. And also in John chapter 4, verse 35, Jesus says, Do you not say, Four months more and then the harvest? I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. And I can truly say that in the Philippines, as like in most countries or in all of the countries I have been so far, that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And while in the Philippines, I also released the prophecy that I released over this uh, radio. The prophecy of a time is coming that we will see the manifestation of the rising and falling of many men and women in different sectors of society, whether in the political system, arts and entertainment, media, commerce, technology, and even in the church. We're going to see that manifestation. I release that prophecy to the church in the Philippines. And I know that the word of God will not return void, but it shall accomplish what it set out to do. And before I left the Philippines, the Lord told me that once I get home, here in the United States, that I'm going to see the acceleration of the manifestation of this prophecy and other prophecies that he had me released, even in last December 31st and a few years, few years. And the manifestation of the transfer of wealth was also going to be accelerated. And I released this prophecy also in the Philippines. And for those of you who sowed seed, especially our radio listeners, it is amazing on how God multiplied all of your seeds. Unbeknownst to many, because I don't announce it, we have to walk it by faith and live by faith like everybody else. I left with money that is sufficient just to pay for the conferences, the two conferences, one in General Santos City and one in Candaba, Pampanga. And after that, we will not have no money for hotels or for food or any other uh, expenses. And the only expenses that we prepaid are the plane tickets to go to Palawan because it came from our uh, own pockets, in other words. But how God multiply those seeds and how the Lord have touched you and the partners and members of Freedom Fellowship Charts, that while there, they send aid, they send finances, and also God touch some people and some ministries in the Philippines that um, I don't know how it happened, but all the bills are paid, and here we are, the three of us, back home safe. It is amazing. And out of the seeds that, that you sowed, it went to the prophetic conference in General Santos City, which is attended by more than a thousand leaders 
And then I met with the uh, associate pastors, like 24 of them, plus two, 26, 26 pastors in that ministry and lay hands on them, discuss what God is saying to the church and prophesy to them individually. And in Kandaba, it was attended by, I think from the last count, more than 250 pastors and leaders. I think there are 270 of them, including the late comers the following day. I'm not sure, but there are more than 250 because of the catered lunch that we ordered is more than that. And out of that pastor's conference, the, the mayor and five or six members of the city council came just to show up and to welcome me and my team to the town. And the Lord did amazing things to them. They all received prophecies, personal prophecies, and they were right on. God was really intent on getting their attention. So they received word of knowledge that they knew that only God can know. And they were very, they're very humble. And some of them received healing. Some of them were encouraged. And all of them were inspired that God has his eyes on that town. And they're very, very grateful that we came. That is amazing. And also the venue is Christ Ambassador's uh, Charts. I love that name. And uh, they welcomed us without expecting anything in return. It's amazing. So we were able to minister to their political leaders in that town and was able to release prophecies to the uh, pastors that came from all over. That is amazing. But one thing that really stood out to me is the following day, the Miracle Crusade. There was this man who came and got born again, and he was crying. He's a big man. If you don't know that he just got born again, you'll be afraid to encounter him on the road, or, or especially at night. But he came to the altar. Actually, he was one of the first who came to the crusade and one of the very first who came to the altar to get born again. I found out later on that this man used to be a murderer, a killer. And pastors in that area have been trying to get him saved. But he thought that he is beyond redemption. I want you to listen to this because of the power of God and, and his love and forgiveness. He thought that he was beyond redemption. And they can never get him go to their services or get born again. But he showed up. And the Holy Spirit was all over him. So when it's time for me to uh, lay hands on everybody who just got born again, I told him this is the beginning of the many beginnings in your life, that Jesus really, Jesus really loves him. And he was kept on crying and talking about forgetting about the past, and I didn't know. And then uh, I didn't realize that Joshua also prayed for him, and he got the same message. They just told us about that. A man who thought, who is beyond redemption, got saved. And that, by itself, 
It is all worth what we paid, what we spend, and the time that we, while we are in the Philippines. Just that man is all worth it. Because you know why? Every time God sent me to a person that a lot of people cannot reach, I will always think that what if that man or that woman is my sister, my friend, my daughter, then it's all worth it. So this is your seed. A murderer who thought that is beyond redemption got saved and received the forgiveness of our Lord Jesus Christ, received his love, and his life here on earth will never be the same again and hereafter. And he's all worth it. And the 200 children, they're worth it. What I did is I gave the um, Hope of Life ministry team and uh, the um, ministers and future leaders of uh, CCFI Jensen. There are five of them. I gave them instruction to lay hands on them, plus Joshua, and give each and every child a special treatment, a prophecy, claim them for Jesus, prophesy good in their lives. Because I know how impacting that will be. I heard a story several years ago of a pastor. He is now pastoring a church in Metro Manila. He was one of those children on the streets. And there is this missionary from United States, a woman who laid hands on him, put him on her lap, and claimed him for Jesus and declare a heads of protection around this little kid. Well, this little kid grew up to be a teenager. He ended up in the streets. He ended up turning into prostitution for several years to put himself to college. And he knew, and I knew when he started sharing his story, I knew that he did not get into trouble, he did not get into drugs, he didn't get any STD. It's because of that prayer. That leave an impact. I kept on remembering the power of prayer and declaration over a person, especially on children. So I explained to all the ministers, and this, most of them, this is their first time to lay hands, and they did a wonderful, wonderful job. So they took their time in ministering and claiming each and every one of these children for Christ. And you know what? And of course, they received our chocolates from United States, and we got them apple this big apple uh, that, um, that each and every one of them receive is a treat for them. And they were just so cute. They were just so cute. And so we lay hands on all of them. And uh, those who came that are between the age of 12 through 15, because that is our cutoff age for the goodie bags, they all raised their hands to get saved. Those who didn't raise their hands, they already are saved. So that is also a part of your seed. Amen. 
it is awesome when you're having some issues in your personal life or over your children or over your family members. You think about those seeds that you have sowed that transformed the life of this former murderer, a killer, and you just set up a wonderful future for 200 children, almost 200 children. Amen? And I read to you about what Jesus said, that the harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. This is one thing that really impacted me more than anything because of the gravity of some of the physical conditions of those who came. I meant to attend a high school reunion, but I was told by Bishop Edgar of Hope of Life that the people have been expecting me to minister to the church previous Sundays, but our schedule got changed. And I now realized why. I need some rest in between meetings. So I said that, okay, Divina will attend our reunion and set it up. So they held a special Sunday service at 5 p.m. so that some pastors and their congregants from other towns will be able to go there. So once we arrived at that service, it was a standing room only. And there's some people in the hallway. There's some people in the kitchen area because there's not enough space for them. And they listen to every word. They receive every word. And the Lord had me pray over the financiers, all the tithers, so that they can purchase a bigger building. And afterwards, the Holy Spirit instructed me to call on the sick for them to come forward so that I can lay hands on them. I'm expecting about 20. No, there are so many of them who came. And out of those, there are even pastors that are fighting cancer, that have some women that have tumors, leukemia. I mean, they are serious, serious physical condition. I was stunned. But the one thing that really affected me the most is this little boy. I don't know how old he is, so probably about between 12 to 14 years old. He was the first one on the line. And the Holy Spirit immediately showed me what is the matter with this kid. The Holy Spirit told me and said, Christina, and said, prophesy to him. He has an enlarged heart. So when I prophesy, uh, it's like I didn't know this. Uh, his mother started crying, the bishop and, and his wife and the other pastors who knew of his condition. They look at each other. They were stunned. They knew that I was hearing and I speaking for the Lord at that time. And they told me afterwards that several doctors have already told the mother we are not gods. There is nothing that we can do for your boy. It's just a matter of time. And that kid, that boy, that Sunday service laying hands was his last hope. And God knew that. And I kept on looking back. And I told Joshua and Divina, what if I did not postpone the reunion? What if I decided not to change my schedule and not agree to come. 
There's a lot of what if that I don't like the answer. And I knew then it is very important for all of us to follow the instruction to the letter. Even now that we should not take any praying over the sick, praying for people, or even teaching, even in Sunday service or teaching Bible studies, don't we ever, ever take those things for granted. Don't ever minimize their effect. And I left after four hours in that facility, in that service. I still have not laid hands on everybody. There's still a long line. So I called the ministry team. And when I went down to get into the car, there's still some people hoping that I'll minister to them that are on the stairs, that are in the hallway, that are in the streets. And after four hours, I was tired, especially I had been ministering almost every day to different uh, group of people. And truly, the harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. And I intend to go back to the Philippines to train these lay ministers, to train the pastors, to train the praise and worship leaders, because it is important. It is important for everybody to believe that when Jesus sent you, when you are a believer in Christ, you have to believe that who he is and who you are in him. Like in Mark chapter 16, I think I believe it started in verse 15 through 19. Jesus commissioned the disciples and said, These are the signs of them that believe. And said, In my name, they will lay hands on the sick, and the sick shall recover. They will cast out demons, they will speak in other tongues, and even if they drink deadly poison, it will not harm them. And in the last verse in that scripture, in Mark chapter 16, it says, And the disciples went everywhere preaching the gospel, and the Lord Jesus worked with them with signs accompanying their work. So we don't have to ask for anointing. We don't ask for anything. We don't have to ask the signs. The Lord Jesus will provide the signs. All we need to do is to follow the instructions to the letter, and you have to give him the glory so that it will benefit his people. This is not about you and I establishing our name so that people will acknowledge it. That is less of the worries that we should have. And, um, and I was grateful for those opportunities to lay hands on those people I was very grateful, but even now, I still look at those people that I was not able to minister. What if they are my children? What if they are my loved ones or friends? Yes, they are beloved people of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I am more resolved in spite of everything else. I am resolved to go back and train leaders. And that will be my focus. And God bless you for tuning in. Again, thank you. Thank you for all of your seeds. Uh, We have plenty of harvest. We have plenty of seeds on the ground. And uh, if I don't mention your name, please forgive me. 
And this is off the cuff. Thank you, Mary G. Thank you, Mary R. Thank you, Javier, Richard, Sarah Beth, Audrey, and every one of you, our radio listeners, who send seeds for this mission trip. Expect a great return, a supernatural provision, and accelerated manifestations of God's blessings upon your your life and upon the lives of those you love and are praying for. Join us in our Sunday services. We are located at 8419 Callahan Road of I-810 if you are in the area. We are in San Antonio, Texas. Our Sunday services starts at 10.30 in the morning. And if you cannot make it, we are live. We are live streaming at exactly 11 a.m. every Sunday. God bless you for tuning in. Until next time. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org.